and welcome to Popaholics, the show where dad and daughter dish on pop culture. I'm Steve Hall. I'm Kate Hall. And Kate, what pop culture have you been consuming? <laughs> We're getting right into it. Um, so last episode, two episodes ago, I mentioned that I read uh, the book Tell Me Lies by, I think it's Carola, Carola Levering, and that they were making it into a series for Hulu. Right. So that premiered earlier this month. I just got a chance this week to start watching the episodes. And I have to say, it's very different, very different from the book and the way that they're setting things up. And even like, uh, there's a little bit of a change of setting. But that being said, I kind of like the series more so far. Than <laughs> And this is the this, the storyline is that it's about um, the it's person about, that you yeah how, how would you describe it's, that storyline a toxic ish relationship so basically the story follows two characters Stephen and Lucy they're friends at this college in the book it's the college is in California and so far in the series the the college is in New York and everybody that is there at the college is from New York or close close to and so you kind of know right off the bat that Steven's not a great guy, but he's very charming and very charismatic. And Lucy also has her own issues that make her not super likable. But that being said, like all of the stuff that goes down in the books, they're finding so far in the series, they're finding really interesting ways to keep the same subject, but rewrite it a little bit. Again, lots of, lots of sex, so far, not as many drugs in the series, which that's good. Um, uh, but still just like uh, that very uncomfortable feeling of like, oh, God, this isn't going to end well. Or maybe it will end well. But, you know, the the lessons to be learned are some hard lessons. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that's on Hulu. Uh, not for kids. Watch it, you know, on your own adult themes. And tell me what you think. All right. So. I have a teen comedy that was influenced by a 1951 Hitchcock movie. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is Do Revenge on Netflix. Uh, it's a very clever teen comedy with a good bit of drama in it. Uh, it was directed and co-written by Jennifer Caton Robinson, who knows the movies Clueless, starring Alicia Silverstone, because the yep. reference that in a moment. Um, and then Alfred Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train. And Kate, have you ever seen Strangers on a Train? Um, I don't think so. The premise is that these... Somebody gets murdered on a train, right? Well, the premise is these two guys meet on a train. And as they're talking, they realize that they could each get away with murder if they killed the other person's victim. Right? Because mm -hmm. they, okay. be, they wouldn't be a suspect. Okay? Right. All right, so in this movie, Do Revenge, social climber Dre, uh, played by Camilla Mendes of uh, Riverdale, she's the queen bee at her elite Miami high school. She dates the most popular boy in school. She hangs with the A-list teens. She's even in Teen Vogue. The class structure of high school, the odd slang the teens use to talk to each other, the colorful and bizarre fashions, all this will remind people of clueless there's one point where dre is wearing these red shorts and they have like a giant poofy flower on them i don't even know how to describe it we 
we were watching, we both went, what is she wearing? I mean, just <laughs> bizarre. Okay. So then she makes a mistake and it's like being a goldfish in a tank full of piranha. Everything's taken away from her in just like a second, right? So she's very embittered. At tennis camp, she meets Eleanor, played by uh, Maya Hawks of Stranger Things. And right? yes, yes. She had a bunch of teens turn on her because of a lie. So, and here's where the strangers on a, on a train angle comes in. They start talking. They realize they can't go after their enemies directly or they'll get expelled from school. But what if Dre went after Eleanor's enemy and Eleanor went after Dre's enemy? Interesting. And away we go. It's a very funny, twisty tale. Uh, I can't say much more, except that there is a lot more going on here than meets the eye. Uh, Mendes and Hawk are excellent. And this is an entertaining Gen Z style update to teen classics of the 90s, like Clueless, like Cruel Intentions. In fact, mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller plays the headmaster at the uh, elite school. So that was fun oh. to see her. Yeah. <laughs> um, do revenge. On Netflix. On Netflix. I realized as you were naming the actors, I totally forgot to mention the main actors in Tell Me Lies. And so this is a kind of cool connection. We always do this. We always, like, we never talk about it, but we find something that we're both like, oh, that's weird that you mentioned (laughs) that. So Maya Hawk is the daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman. uh, Very talented uh, person and people. And so then... Um, in Tell Me Lies, the actor that plays Steven is Jackson White, who is the son of Katie Seagal. Yep. <laughs> Look at your face. Dad went, oh. And, and the sons of Anarchy guy, right? And no, no. So Katie Seagal. And the drummer from Steppenwolf. So I'm not, you know, I'm not a Steppenwolf fan. So, <laughs> but the, his name is Jack White. He was Jack White pre the Jack White that we all know. So, yeah. And so then Lucy is played by uh, the actor Grace Van Patten, who she looked familiar, but I did not do any further research of what she's been in. They're both both great, talented actors, but it's celebrity um, legacies, celebrity Hollywood royalty. Yeah, Hollywood royalty. There we go. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. I think the um, goal is with. She's she is she is the guy who now who creator who, of Sun, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what else you been uh, consuming? Um. So the only other thing I have to talk about because it was a busy week for me last night. I watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is also on Hulu. Not it's the um, fictionalized version of the Rise to Glory. It feels weird to say that and downfall and redemption of Tammy Faye Baker. Uh, There was a documentary that came out like a while ago that followed her. And so then this is inspired by that was my understanding. Jessica Chastain plays Tammy Faye. Andrew Garfield plays Jim Baker. And for those who don't know, because I wasn't, I vaguely knew who they were, but all of this like, the big drama that this movie is based around happened when I was young and you all weren't, you all weren't 
so religious that we had like a Bible networks or 700 club or, you know, right. whatever playing in our house, which some people are raised that way, but I was not. So I only, I only vaguely knew of Tammy Faye because unfortunately she became the butt of a lot of jokes because of her makeup, because of her makeup, because of all of the uh, stuff that went down with her marriage to Jim Baker, who they both were televangelists for those who don't know. I feel like people would know. Yeah. Um, And so I, having said that, not knowing anything about this like huge scandal that happened, I thought it was a really good movie and gave me more of an understanding, <clears throat> a sympathetic understanding of what she was like. I'm sure people will disagree and say, you know, have their own opinions about her. But to me, I got the feeling that Tammy Faye Baker, for all of her quirks and whatever's that people mock her for, was really just, it really was about like the love of God, love of all people. Mm. She didn't buy into a bunch of the other televangelist um, stuff like gay people are going to hell, you know, all of that stuff. So that was really refreshing to see. Cause I think there's everyone's so divided and everyone, I think everyone has a lot of religious trauma. <laughs> so, so it was nice to, you know, get that look into her life. And now that, the, the images yeah. I've seen from this movie yeah, uh, Jessica Chastain looks really over the top. Oh my god, America. they they went. I think it was really. I think it was maybe to prove a point, or like to really, to really. What am I trying to say? Because it wasn't just her. They, she was in prosthetics. Andrew Garfield was in prosthetics. All of the guys, because there's like their crew that they were a part of originally, like Pat Robertson. Um, Jerry Falwell, all of these very, very famous um, kind of far right religious guys. Yeah. All of the actors are just like done up. And I think it was to really play up that sense Mm of absurdity. But then even through that, you know, she's very, I felt very like, (laughs) I felt drawn to her. I felt bad for her. I felt, um, sad for her and so yeah. i think that was the point of all of the okay stuff they can't i'm doing it again they can't see what i'm doing i'm waving my hands around. all the stuff you guys know so that's <laughs> that's the eyes of tammy faye on yeah. Hulu, on Hulu. Right? okay yeah. well i'm going to talk about books i was unhappy with the book i was reading and i thought well i'll just start my halloween uh reading early Uh, Normally in October, I read a lot of horror. And I came across this book called, I'm going to pronounce it as Fever Dream, F-E-B-R-E, Fever Dream. I think that's probably fever in French. And it's a 1982 vampire novel written by George R.R. Martin, creator of Game of Thrones, right? And it's set uh, in the Antebellum Bellum, Mississippi River, beginning in 1857. And it's sort of like Mark Twain meets Bram Stoker, maybe. (laughs) It's going to sound silly when I'm talking about it, but great, great. Well, I should just tell you the plot. So the plot is that this guy, Abner Marsh, 
was a longtime river man. Uh, he had a bunch of uh, boats working the rivers and then had this terrible ice storm and a bunch of them got destroyed. And so then this mysterious stranger comes to him and says, hey, I would like to finance a new boat for you. And I uh, don't know anything about the river. I'd like to know about the river. Um, I, am, I do have some odd habits. Like for instance, he's never, you never see him in the daylight. He has excellent night vision. Well, you can probably know where this, this is going, right? right. Um, meanwhile, as Abner's figuring out that Joshua York is not exactly human. Meanwhile, there's all these weird, creepy, horrific stuff going on at this plantation down south of New Orleans. And then, of course, those plot lines are going to mash together. Right. This is a really good mash of horror novel and historical fiction. I mean, it's obvious that uh, Martin really did his research on what life on the river and working on a on a boat like that a stern wheeler was like so that was i'm learning a ton of stuff i'm about a halfway through it's a really good read and one of the things i liked about this book is there's this genuine friendship between abner and joshua you know the vampire you're making a face but i mean they have <laughs> Even even after Abner sort of figures out what Joshua is, yeah, they still have this friendship and uh, work together and stuff. It's it's I know it sounds crazy, but very well done. Yeah. So, well, you said you said you're halfway through, so I I feel like the other shoe is going to drop. I think the other shoe drops with like maybe other vampires who don't approve mm. of this friendship. That's kind of my sense of where the story's going. So we'll okay. see. So that's Fever Dream uh, by George R.R. R. Martin. And then I have belatedly discovered the Inspector Jury Mysteries. These are written by an American, Martha Grimes, who's like in her 80s now. She's written like 28 of these books. Whoa. <laughs> and, yeah. And they're all set in England and they're English cozy mysteries, meaning that usually there's a murder at the very beginning. And then Richard Jury, who is a fictional Scott Young Yard detective, he goes and he has this friend who is um, Melrose Plant, who is a member of the aristocracy that gave up his title. Uh, mm -hmm. And in, in the first book, they become friends and both appreciate each other's insights into uh, solving mysteries. And so what normally happens is they go to some quaint little village where this murder has occurred. There's all kinds of eccentric characters. Jury is unlucky, lucky in love. So normally there's some beautiful woman he's attracted to and it doesn't work out. And um, Melrose Plant, the guy from the aristocracy, it, it's great because obviously you can get, he's got easy access to the upper crust folks, right? In these stories. Yeah. And then he's just got sort of a clever wit. And uh, there's a running joke about um, his uncle married an American. Uh, Agatha, who wants who wants Melrose's house and, okay. and fortune, and so and she's constantly trying to insert her in herself into these into these plots. They are light, relaxing reads. I would say a lot of humor. There there is some blood and guts, you know, but very very enjoy enjoyable. Um, I the first book I think is called 
the man with the it might be the first or second book, the man with a load of mischief. Most of the ones I've read had name are named after pubs. Then uh, the old fox deceived. That was another great one. I really like them. So that's uh, the Inspect- Inspector Jury series by Martha Grimes. Cool. All right. Well, you got anything else? Oh, like I said, I, it was a busy week, and um, I had <laughs> like. By the time I could sit down at the end of the night, it really just was like, let me watch old episodes of New Girl and just like fall asleep. <laughs> so I'm, what am I currently reading? Hold on, let me pull up my app. Well, while um, you're doing that, I will say yeah. last episode, I mentioned Jake Shima Bakuro, the ukulele virtuoso. And I actually went and saw him over at Butler University. An amazing show. Oh my gosh, just phenomenal. He came out and first he was doing kind of this Spanish flamingo style picking on the ukulele. Flamenco, not flamingo. That too. <laughs> it was the one, he had this like tall pink bird with the, with the, <laughs> was playing it. And then, then, you know, as he moves through the thing, through the show, he's doing like Eddie Van Halen finger tapping on the strings and, yeah. uh, jazz blues uh, of course traditional hawaiian songs it was it was really really amazing how good he was yeah good well i have my app pulled up so i am currently reading the witch's daughter by paula braxton it's set in well there were so many witch hunts it's set in england in the late 1690s i think and of course, this young woman kind of discovers she's she's not like everybody else. And it's a it's a little bit more you said blood and guts. There haven't been, well, there's been some blood and guts. It's a little scarier than I thought it was gonna be. And so there's this like back and forth with person who is part of her village that may or may not be the devil or serve the devil. So yeah, I'll report back on that when I finished. But that's all I got. Okay. I have, even though I um, said bad things about it, I have continued to watch uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. It still yeah. moves slow. I still <laughs> really like the Galadriel uh, storyline, the best of okay. all. But it's it's one of those things where, oh gosh, what's going to happen? You know, I keep waiting for things to happen, so I'm I'm like foolishly t- tuning in when. <laughs> Maybe it all. Maybe it will all pay off. Maybe, yeah. Years maybe. from now, it's <laughs> even grayer than it is now. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kate. Where can people find us? People can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Papaholics Podcast, uh, on Twitter at Papaholics, and then please, if if people have recommendations for streaming, listening. Uh, books, whatever, send us an email to papaholicspodcast at gmail.com. Good. So for Papaholics, <laughs> I'm Steve Paul. I'm Kate Hall. Go out and enjoy pop culture. Bye.